From the brains behind Brains On, this is the moment of yum. Moment of Um comes to you from APM Studios. I'm Shayla Farzan, and happy food week. It's a whole week of delicious episodes leading up to Thanksgiving. Um. This year for Thanksgiving, I'm going to travel all the way across the country to visit my family, and I'm so excited to be able to celebrate with them. My mom makes us this special holiday breakfast that's kind of like French toast, but if French toast had a baby with a grilled cheese sandwich. It sounds weird, but it's really good, I promise. And I've decided that this year I'm going to make my signature dessert, triple berry cheesecake with a chocolate drizzle and a graham cracker crust. It's the best. But the only problem is, how in the world am I going to get it all the way across the country? It won't stay cold long enough, and what if it goes bad? Or worse, melts all over my pajamas and toothbrush in big, gooey, cheesecakey globs. Oh, hold on. What if I freeze-dry it? That helps preserve foods from fruits to ice cream, and it makes them dry, so no gooey mess. Plus, I'll have the most original dessert there. But I have no idea how to do it. And neither does Gabriel. Hi, my name is Gabriel from Novi, Michigan. And my question is, how do people freeze dry food? Well, as the name implies, it implies freezing, all right? And it implies drying. Hello, my name's Dave Dominguez, and I'm a food scientist working for General Mills. All right, well, we know what freezing is. It's kind of reducing the temperature, kind of the point to usually when water will freeze out. And drying, of course, is removing water from a, a food system. And normally when we think about drying, we think about evaporative drying or drying with dry air, heat. And so moisture leaves the product through this evaporative process. And, uh, you know, freeze drying is a little different. So to kind of help you understand the principles of freeze drying, let's just talk about the properties of water first. And so if you've got water and, and you have it below the freezing temperature of water, if we're talking about pure water now, uh, that's around 32 degrees Uh, kind of Fahrenheit or zero degrees Celsius. If you kind of reduce that temperature, then the water freezes and becomes a solid called ice. As you warm that water up, it then will melt and become water. And then if you heat it more, that water becomes steam, right? That's another phase. So we have a solid, we have a liquid, and then we have steam. In freeze drying, there's a special property called the triple point. It's not like basketball, you know, you're behind the arc and you're making a shot. No, this has to be the temperature and pressure at which a solid, a gas and a liquid all kind of coexist. So if we take a food and we put it into chamber and we lower the pressure, we can go from a solid to a gas directly through a fancy process called sublimation. All right. If you've ever played with dry ice or maybe had a science experiment where you take dry ice and you kind of drop it into the thing of water and you see it bubbling and caldering away, what's going on is that dried frozen CO2 is subliming into CO2 gas. Same situation with freeze drying. So we freeze the product, we lower the pressure, add a little temperature to accelerate things, and we go directly from solid ice to gas, and then the moisture leaves the food. And now you have to ask yourself, why would you go through all that work 
to do that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, the freezing part is important because if you have compounds that are very sensitive to temperature and heat and may be lost that way and can break down, freeze drying is a very gentle way of preserving a lot of the essential nutrients and flavors and goodies that are in food. And actually, humans have been taking advantage of this. If you go up into like the Andes or into the Himalayas and very high places where the atmospheric pressure is a lot less than it is at sea level, you can actually freeze dry <laughs> things that are out there. In certain places, you know, they've found mummification, preserved remains of, of various foods and, and, and other kind of organic materials at these upper elevations through the process of this kind of uh, freeze drying. But that's a, a quick explanation of freeze drying for you. Um, um, um. Ooh, the cheesecake is ready. And now I know how to freeze dry it. I just have to put it in the freezer, wait till it's frozen, and then I'll put it in my special freeze drying chamber, which will lower the pressure and turn all the water inside the cheesecake into vapor in the air. Afterwards, it'll be crunchy and dry, kind of like a thick, sweet cracker. Yum. Okay, family, you better get those taste buds ready because I'm about to blow your mind. If you like this episode, take a second to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a sweet tooth like me, check out the Forever Ago podcast, where we have a whole episode all about the history of ice cream. If you have a moment of um question, we'd love to help you answer it. Drop us a line by going to brainson.org slash contact. Moment of Um is produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie Dupont, Anna Goldfield, Ruby Guthrie, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, Anna Wagle, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. We had editing help from Shayla Farzan, production help from Emily Bright, and engineering help from Cameron Wiley. Our theme song is by Mark Sanchez. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. A big, hearty, full-stomached special thanks to Craig Sherwin, Dave Dominguez, and Janelle Klepper. See you next time, and the next day, and every weekday. Until then, um... Mm, 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 it's so good.